Well, good afternoon, everybody. Today is day eight of days, 21 days. We're discussing the belief in lack creates suffering. I'm just going to give a few minutes to see if anyone comes online that can confirm the sound. Someone's there. Today's um, hello, Raf. It sounds great. Hello, Laurie. So nice to see you. Today is a very important day for me because this is what the build-up of these 21 days is all about. And hello. And today is the day I'm excited because the first seven days was literally just showing you what is what you believe is happening and to show you that the only fundamental tools that are always active are the defining process of the mind defining describing labeling categorizing pigeonholing judging condemning and then the visual effect of imagery and then the indication feedback loop of feeling so we're describing we're seeing we're feeling an indication of the quality of these thoughts and there's the feedback loop feedback loop I'm introducing this now this concept feedback loop is the feeling the feeling is validating the quality of your thoughts and as we said from the very beginning what is it indicating it is the indicating that this belief that you are currently defining and describing and holding on to and the imagery that you have of yourself these thoughts are not being thought by who you really are your source our source the one source that is keeping still in its point of reference is not thinking the same thing you're currently thinking. So when you're thinking, I'm not good enough, like in my case, I'm not important enough, I'm not good enough, I will only become good enough when. Now, your source doesn't think these thoughts, doesn't feel that way at all. How is it feeling? It's feeling very important. It's feeling unconditional love. It is feeling the ultimate, it is feeling the point of reference that we all are going towards, that we want to feel. So the question that was offered yesterday, I want to feel abundance, but feeling resistance shows up. That's exactly how we're going to put this in perspective. The thought that is currently allowing you to feel and experience lack is not the same thought that source is thinking. That's how you get the indication or the validity of that thought. So let's get it down. What do we know? We know that defining is happening. We know that imagery is happening and you're getting feedback loop. That is, that is reality. That is all that is happening. And all in these different forms of forms and people and events, situations, perspectives, everything just looks so complicated. But let's narrow this down. Let's get to the core of it. What is really, really happening? 
you've defined something from where you're standing and you can see an imagery of you there and you're getting feedback loop of the quality of the validity of those thoughts you're thinking those thoughts you're interacting with these thoughts so source is always light light consciousness constantly and it loves you unconditionally that will follow you around wherever you are and you are that but when you believe to be the belief or the thought it follows you there so it's giving attention to that thing thinking this is what you want to experience now it says all right darling you want to experience lack let's go for it so it's not agreeing with you and it's not validating you. it's not punishing you. it's not doing anything it's just that's who you are giving attention to this thought so it's light consciousness focused on it and now having that experience so now you believe to be this person and that's what we've we've come to the conclusion the first week one of the misconceptions that you actually believe to be the painting now let's for one moment good morning let's for one moment hypothesize that you have never ever believed to be this person you now understand and you actually have realized this is what it would look like you know not to be this person you realize that you are the experience itself you have woken up to who you really are so there's no image of a self what would the image be what would you be focused on if you weren't oh there's a word if you weren't not diverted or if you weren't hooked on an image of a self what would you be noticing what would you be focusing on you wouldn't be interested that's the word oh, love it when words come at the right time so if you knew that you were not the self so your focused attention wouldn't be on a separate self i'm two meters tall i have brown hair i'm my name is this and i have an identity i'm married to so and so i'm daughter of this and this if there was none of that all right you wouldn't have an imagery of a self so if this identity became a non-issue where would focus be focused upon what what would you be interested in because what is taking up all of your attention what is taking up all of your energy what is taking up all of your focus is this how does this survive how does this look good how does this get validated how does this how does this how does this oh it's taking up wait a minute this painting is constantly asking for how do i maintain myself how do i maintain myself how do i maintain myself a lot of energy going there And that's what it feels like. I no longer spend, it occurred to me um, this morning when I was having a conversation with a friend of mine. It occurred to me that the only way I keep up the interest in this is by beliefs of it. I believe I'm not good enough. I believe 
I didn't do that right. I believe, I believe, I believe. This I that I've created. When you are in perfect imagination, when you are in the flow, in the zone, you've just come out of meditation, and you've or you've just woken up, the identity of you doesn't really come into perspective unless you've had a cup of coffee and started to, oh, me. Have you ever come out of meditation and you really don't care anything about anything and you're just in peace and you're appreciating that you're not feeling any pain, it doesn't even occur to you. It's this imagery that comes up, me. What did he say about me? What did they write on my post? What do you mean? I didn't get accepted. It's all about this me, 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 me. And what has changed in these past uh, few years since I wrote those two eBooks, the amazing abilities you have and you're constantly imagining yourself to, in being, to being, the imaginary part, it occurred to me that when I am thinking about this, it's imagination. When I am worrying about this, it's imagination. When I am thinking, I am worrying, the worry, the thinking, whatever is happening about this or my surroundings, it's being imagined. You, we've na named it in different things because now we've come to an agreement that if it's actually here in front of us, this is reality. I'm talking about an actual thing. I am not philosophizing. I am actually talking about this thing right here in front of me. Therefore, I am talking about a concept. I am talking about an actual thing. This is not imagination. Then we're having another conversation on the phone with someone and you keep, I'm worried about so-and-so, I'm worried, I'm worried, I'm worried. And what you're actually doing is you're describing to someone else, you're describing an imagery in your mind. Anything that's happening here is imagination. Whether you're looking at something, you're describing it, it's here and you're verbalizing it, it's imagination, it's Im imagery being defined. That's what imagination is. You are defining an imagery. This is what I'm doing here with you today. I am defining what I can see and where I am. And I am advising you that what you are perceiving, I once perceived, and it's not true. So thinking and worrying is imagination. When you're thinking about something here, or you're thinking about something that could happen in the future, even memory in the past, it's still imagination. It is all imagination. You are imagining it all. So, let's get back to our question. I want to feel abundance, but feeling resistance shows up. So, you want to feel abundance, but the resistance shows up. So the resistance is the indication of the validity of your thoughts. So you're not feeling abundant. You're feeling resistant. I want to feel abundance, says the mind. I want to feel it because that is now, why do you want to feel it? And yesterday I wrote a post about that. 
you want to feel abundant the mind says i want to feel abundant why because it wants to avoid feeling this pain that's the conclusion you've come to but that's not a true desire darling the true desire is that you can actually feel that feeling what would it feel like in a moment of inspiration that you have had a contrasting moment and this desire builds up to you and i'll give you an example About three, four years ago, I really, really got this strong impulse about sharing. But the idea of doing a video, and Marie can really vouch for that, uh, being in front of a camera, just talking to a camera for some reason was just not on. Um, she tried to take one take, two takes. I think we got to 72 and we gave up. I was just in, nothing flowed. I would, it was devastating. Look at me now, standing in front of a camera, talking to you bunch. It, it just was way, way, there was this feeling of I'm going to be judged, I'm, I'm going to, I'm not good enough. All of it this was just terrifying to even do a video. So that was me. All um, this content and knowledge and I just thought, you know what, I'll just write books. And that's what I did. So the amazing abilities you have and the imagining yourself into being was produced. And I couldn't do a video for the love of me. So there was this, there was this desire to, it was really, really strong because I tried 72 times, but it, the belief that I was not good enough just rooted me and I was not aware of it. It was just this feeling, this feeling, this feeling, this feeling, this feeling. But one day, I think it was last year, one day I came across a book about breathing and all of a sudden this information was just so exciting to me. It was the desire to share all of this with everyone who just took me, grabbed me and lifted me and off I went with it. I stand, stood in front of a computer, I put on that button and I began my 21 days remembering how to breathe and the, the, the belief that I was not important was the desire was so much higher than that belief that it rose, it just took me and it rose me up. That belief just didn't have any grip on me anymore. The desire was so much stronger. I really, 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 really want to talk. I couldn't stop myself. No one could stop me, not even Marie. She says, what are you doing? I'm going to dedicate 21 days to just talking about the importance of breathing and the magic it allows you to feel. What happened? Did I have to do anything? Did I have to force myself to get a course in talking in front of a camera? Did No, it just lifted me and I could not stop myself. I could not stop myself. What is that all about? That's what a desire feels like. No, no one can stop you. No one can talk you out of it. No one, you are just, you just know why, because you're feeling the feeling the desire is giving you. So if you want abundance, but you're feeling resistance to it, you haven't, you're not on the desire. That's a need. I want more abundance because I'm feeling lack. I need, the mind says you need this, but the need is not giving you the feeling. The need is reminding you and the feedback loop is lack. So let's get clear on two things today. I want you to really get clear. 
Is it a desire? If it's a desire, no one can stop you. You're feeling so much better. The desire will lift you and you can't stop yourself from doing it. The action comes effortlessly. It is a knee-jerk reaction to the way you're feeling right now. That's true desire. That's true, true desire. When you cannot stop yourself from picking up that phone and making that call, or you cannot stop yourself from going and buying that lottery ticket. You cannot stop yourself from producing. You sit in front of your computer and you just start writing, 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 writing. I have to write this book. I can't stop myself. I want to write this book. Or in my case, sit in front of the camera and just do the 21 days remembering how to breathe. I could not stop myself. It just felt too darn exciting. Did anyone uh, watch those videos at the time? Not many. I had a couple of fans here and there. I didn't do it for that. I did it because I followed the feeling. And this is another thing I'd really like to get across. So the first one, identify it if it's a true desire. A need and a desire are two different things. The mind will say you need something because you are now interacting with the absence of it. But the true desire will lift you, will lift you off a platform and bring you there effortlessly. That is a true desire. But why don't people actually experience their true desires effortlessly being lifted? I'll tell you why. Because we are not fluent in the language of feelings. You think you know them, you don't. Just because you know how to label them. Doubt, revenge, happy, sad. Just because you know how to say them all, we don't have any idea how they each feel like. That's what I do with my clients. I have a beautiful course, six weeks, just with one person, and to see them transform in front of my eyes, and it is the most satisfying thing I've ever, ever done. And the verbalization when one is talking, they don't see, they don't recognize what doubt feels like. You do realize you're in doubt. Yes, yes, but, but, uh, no, doubt. Recognize doubt. Why is it so important to recognize doubt? Doubt is a trigger. Doubt is a form of lack. Revenge is a trigger. Revenge is an emotion. It's a form of lack. Pessimism is an emotion. I'm feeling very pessimistic right now. I'm feeling hurt. What does it feel like? Really explore it, stay with it, look at it. When you become so darn good that on a dime you can recognize the feeling. Oh my God, people, this is really, this was really, really powerful for me. When you recognize the feeling, what are you actually recognizing? You recognize the feeling. If you can really stay, how, where is it in the body? How intense is it? Does it sting a bit here and there? Is it, what is it? Just look at the quality. Even if I used to give it colors as well, just to really get a good grip of it. Investigate and become good at identifying, noticing the feeling, what it feels like. Because the moment you become fluent in the language of 
emotions. You are now talking the same language as source. And that's the only way it's communicating. We are communicating with ourselves here on this platform of experience with source. It doesn't speak English, it doesn't speak Italian, it doesn't speak Spanish, it speaks no language. The only one it speaks, it is now giving you an indication of the validity of your thoughts because you are thinking those thoughts and source isn't. But if you're going to do everything with that up here and none of it down here, you're going to be oblivious. You're going to hear yourself say, but I'm so, I'm so sad or I don't have enough of this. The words will just be, you know, flowing on deaf ears. I don't have enough of this. Well, how does that feel like? The moment you know what that feels like, you won't need to speak anymore. You will recognize I'm very, I'm, I'm distant from my source. And then you'll be able to turn your attention towards the light. Remember the light is here, darkness is down there, okay? You'll be able to turn your attention towards the light and be able to express the desire. I want to see what I am currently seeing the absence of. It got your attention. But if you're not feeling it, you don't get the attention and you keep arguing for your limitations that are here. So that is, that is the first thing. That's why we all call it a trigger. It's trying to get your attention. This feeling feels off. I'm in resistance. Da -da. I'm in resistance. And this is where the explorer, the investigator in you, the inquiring part comes in. Have you noticed that every single teacher on this planet is always asking questions, asking you to ask questions, asking you to realize and recognize because they cannot do anything for you on the outside. And that's why they charge big time. The higher you pay for help means now you're committed. That's where the charging one, everyone's on about in the spiritual community. Why should I, why are you charging? Are you committed? Because I can tell you 99,900, Percent of people will say, yes, I am in today and tomorrow, all of a sudden the doubt will come in. I'm not good enough. I'm never going to get this. But you lay down a couple of thousand dollars. I want to see if your mind will let that go. It will keep you there and say, I will get through it. You'll have a day of doubt and you'll have a day of pessimism. And then it's back there. But if a course costs you a, hundred, a couple of hundred bucks, you know, how big is the pain? Trying to avoid this pain is so much more important than a hundred bucks. I'll, okay, you can keep it. Or even try to fight for a refund. But that's exactly what the mind does. The moment it bounces into a trigger, it goes back into its little place and says, it argues for its limitation. You're unaware of how that's feeling because you're trying to fight away that feeling. You don't want to feel the resistance. It's way, 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 way too painful. Uh-uh, uh-uh, let me get out of here. I'm so sorry, I can't do this. You're no good, you're no good. And off we go. And that's why I only work with people that have made this their priority. I made it my priority. I paid, I paid. I, I said to myself, I will pay anything to realize how to not to live in this pain because I have been living the way this collective have been telling me from a very young age until I was 35, 
how to live my life. And guess what? It didn't bloody work. So this time, I'm going to do it my way. That's exactly the conversation I had with myself. I've had enough. I have done what you've said I had to do. I had to get a job. I had to do this. I had to pay my taxes. I had to do this. I had to get married. I had to get this. I've got that. I've got that. I've got that. And guess what? I am bloody unhappy. I am dissatisfied. And I just came to the conclusion that was it. And I heard myself say I would pay anything just to see clearly. What am I missing? And I did. A lot of people gave me so much um, assistance and directions and I was led to read books and watch anything just to, I was hungry, hungry to know, hungry to know. So it's, it is one thing that even Bentinho says, when is enough enough? How much have, are you willing to tolerate? I was not willing to tolerate any more pain. That was it. I was done. But not everyone are there. So anyone that does a course with me for six weeks and prioritizes it comes out the other end a completely different person which doesn't believe in lack anymore. How much would you pay for that? There is no way you can believe in lack. And that's what they did for me. And most of the stuff that I'm even saying here can be as, as efficient if only you would just stick to it and understand that your belief is your anchoring for you to recreate this, this experience. So if then the, the, the reverse engineering, if I was not engaged with this belief, what would there be? There would be no pain. So what do you need to insert in your daily practice? Meditation. No one's going to get out of this. And the mind keeps saying we've got better things to do. The mind doesn't want to sit down for 20 minutes every day or 30 minutes every day or 40 minutes every day or an hour every day. There are days that I enjoy a full hour. There's an hour. There are days that I don't even put an alarm or anything and I get up from my meditation and two hours have gone by. I've, I've enjoyed being with the self as the self and the image of who I believe to be is non-existent. It's not in my awareness. And I read a quote, someone had really been able to notice it. When you become, I think it was Eckhart Tolle maybe, when you become more interested, or maybe it was Rupert, when you become more interested in noticing that you've noticed, instead of noticing the thoughts, being more interested that you're noticing that you've noticed the thoughts than in the actual thoughts. I think the quote was like that. And that is so true. That is so true. For the past three years, I've been more interested in noticing that I'm noticing I was thinking than noticing that I was noticing worrying, that I was noticing that I was noticing imagination. So now I've taken my meditations not only in the yoga position, sitting there and being aware of awareness. Now I take it outside when I go out for a walk or when I'm doing my chores. I notice that I'm noticing my feeling. I'm noticing that I'm noticing my breath. I'm noticing that I'm noticing a thought. 
I'm noticing that I'm noticing and noticing that I'm noticing. Aware of being aware. Aware of being aware. And that is all that's interesting to me. Why? Because I've come to the conclusion that nothing out here could possibly be any more interesting. So the feeling become, become, become. Oh, I love that word. Becoming. That's what is always happening. Become a master at speaking the language of source. Notice what fear feels like. And in order to notice what fear feels like, you've got to notice it. No one wants to go there. That is resistance. You don't want to notice what fear feels like? That is what's creating the experience. If you don't go and notice what fear feels like, you won't pass that class. You won't know how to spell that word. You won't know how to have that experience. You won't know the perfume of that feeling. You won't know the color of that. You won't know the experience. And that is resistance. Go and investigate. Notice what fear feels like. Then you move into anger. Notice. Notice what anger feels like. Become curious, speak the language, and you won't have to do this for the rest of your life. The moment you become familiar with it, you've experienced it, I promise, I promise you that you won't be interested in focusing there. Because then there will be, once you've noticed what anger feels like, the desire, then the desire will be more evident of what that feels like. I noticed when I was sitting in front of that camera for 72 takes to do one bloody video. And I think I still have it on YouTube, but Marie's put it private because it is ridiculous. Actually, you know what I'll do? I'll put it public so you can all go and have a look how pathetic that looked like. Oh, I'm so glad I didn't delete it. So what came from there? Doing it 72 times and really feeling really unnatural in an inauthentic and so... Oh, I'll put it up so you can see for yourself. But what was building up is the desire to be able to voice myself and not be concerned about how small I felt I, I was experiencing myself. The desire came from the contrast. If I did not live with that contrast, that 72 takes, I wouldn't have been able to build and build and build and build that desire. But what did I do? I didn't beat myself up. I closed it down. I said, that's it. That's fine. I'll just focus on what really, what pleases me now. This is not pleasing me. I'm going to write. That I feel more comfortable. No one's judging me. And I wrote two books, two small e-books, but they were powerful. They came from that knowing that I wanted to express that I couldn't express in a camera. I went and I did it in there. I didn't get upset with myself that I couldn't do it there. Where did my focus go? On where, what I could accomplish right now. So instead of videos, I went to books. Was that the right marketing strategy at the time? I don't know. But I don't care. It, because you I must always follow your own path. Because Source is talking directly to you because you're the only one that's having this conversation right now. No one can think for you. No one can feel for you. Remember that.
everyone's going on about these marketing strategies on the internet. Um, do do uh, here's my funnel, um, and you will make six seven figures. And then in the trading community, there are so many people wanting to sell signals and and edges and all these sort of things. I managed to make a lot of money here. Use the same strategy I used, and you will make a lot of money. The thing is that these things that we like, if I use this, I did a good job using this. Now you try and do it. It all comes from your belief and who you think you are, that the energy must be there. The same quality of energy must be there. The trader that was convinced that that strategy was going to work, he was convinced. He, his desire to buy that strategy, to buy that signal, came from this desire and said, oh, yes, it's going to work, because he had built himself up. And he used it and it worked. Why? It was his expectation because his desire had lifted him up to that platform. And from there, he could see the outcome that he was envisioning. Here comes another one, buys the same exact strategy, but he lives down here. He's not sure. He's in doubt. That's what he's feeling. That's what he's seeing. That's what he's thinking. Uses the same strategy and loses all his capital. But now they've made that guy that sold the signal wrong. It's not the thing. It's interesting that um, we've created like substances like alcohol and drugs and addictive, they've become addictive for certain people. Food has become an addiction for people. So what I've noticed in the trading community that the people that are selling signals, they do it from a very, very spontaneous, like they've figured out algorithms and things like that, complicated mathematical equations, some of them. And then there's those people that have become addicted to them. They just keep buying them, buying them, hoping that one of them will be the Holy Grail that will give them all of this abundance. The fact is that what becomes addictive? It's when you believe you don't know enough, you don't have enough, you need to keep on using that in order to not feel something. So let me just buy this, I'm hoping. Let me just buy this, I'm hoping. Let me just buy this. Let me just drink more of this. Let me just drink more of this. So interesting enough, those people in the trading community that are actually selling signals have actually created an addictive substance for those people, for those traders that really don't, that still feel they're not good enough, that the, the solution will be outside of them. I really want to share with you my desire to assist traders, but not today. So let's get back to it. So the language of feelings is the priority when you become so good at being able to notice that you're noticing fear who are you that's noticing so you're bringing that light you're bringing that love you're bringing bliss through you you're allowing bliss to come through and when bliss notices fear what happens when light comes into a dark room, what happens? Because yesterday George was talking about bliss, 
Bliss is who you are. When you let bliss in, it lights up. And that's why fear gets transcended. You're bringing in light into the darkness. When you notice that you're noticing fear, notice that you're noticing fear. Notice that you're noticing fear. Go to try it because the only way you're going to be able to do that is when you notice that you're noticing fear, you must know that you've identified fear. What does it feel like? Go. And now you've experienced fear. Tick. Done. And once you've experienced fear, fear won't fe you won't be fearful of fear anymore because now you have brought the light to fear. That's what I said the first time, I think it was one of the first days. I cannot believe in lack for the love of me. I've tried. Like the, the lack, the intensity, I, I look at photographs in the past and I look at this person in the photograph and I know that I was in great pain there but I can't feel it now. I just cannot tap into that pain anymore. Why? Because the beliefs that I was holding back then, I released them then. How do you release them? When you know that the belief is not you. So I can't go and have that experience anymore. Because the only thing that allowed me to have that experience were the beliefs I was holding about me. So how do you get rid of beliefs? Sorry, I don't mean to laugh. But you don't get rid of beliefs. Beliefs are all there. All perspectives are valid. Are you identifying yourself with it? So beliefs, I try and imagine like beliefs all dangling in front of you. And you say, well, which one do you want? And you say, well, why? He says, well, if you hold on to one of them, you get sucked into that experience. Do you want to have that experience? What do you mean? If I just hold on to a belief, I get to have that experience? Yes. You go off into the woods and, and go and have that experience. So reverse engineer it. If I don't hook on to that, if I just release that belief, I don't get to have that experience. No, you'll have a completely different feedback loop. What feeling will I have? Oh, so if you're not holding on to any beliefs, you're one with source. How does that happen? Instantaneously, darlings. That's why meditation must become your daily routine. You get to notice what it feels like when you're not hooked on to beliefs and you get to notice when you are hooked on to beliefs. I'm noticing I'm not hooked on to beliefs. I'm noticing I am hooked on to beliefs. I'm noticing I'm not hooked on to beliefs. Can you, can you see that without using the mind to define it? Because the mind is only useful. That's what we're going to get in tomorrow, hopefully. The mind is only useful to describe where you've landed. The moment you hook on to a belief, whoop, you land on a platform and now you're having an experience. But the information I conveyed to you in the first week was vital to point out the fact that there's a lot more fun when you stop being so concerned about a separate identity that you believe to be. Creating reality, creating experiences, let me put it that way, because this word reality has got way out of hand now. Creating experiences a lot more fun when you know you're the painter. Let me put it this way. 
experiences, creating experiences a lot more fun when you, when you know that you're not one static painting. That's why those seven misconceptions are vitally important that you question. I want to see 17. I can't believe you stayed with it that long. <laughs> yes, I I will ask Marie to put it public. And you're most welcome to have it. And all the comments are quite appreciated. <laughs> it will be nice. I'm quite sure I still have it on one of my YouTube. That was funny, yes. Um, good morning. No one has a question. There is others, but I can't see. All right. So today, starting from today. Insert in your daily routine. You're not going to get out of it. I tried to procrastinate for months. I hesitated. I said, I'm going to figure this out with my mind. I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to understand. I'm going to understand. It took me months to literally get my ass down and start to just meditate. I didn't know what the hell I was doing, but meditation is part of who we are. It's like breathing and eating, brushing your teeth, going to sleep, waking up, using the bathroom, showering, it has to become a daily thing. It has to become such a thing, it becomes natural, that you can even meditate while sitting on a bus. Whereas the waiting becomes, there's no more waiting. Waiting is a thing because then we get stuck in the mind and then we're like, I've got to define something and I can't define anything because I have to sit here I have to sit here. I can't move. I can't see anything different. What can I do? What can the mind do when you know that the qualities of the mind is to define, describe, criticize, condemn, judge, and describe and label? So when you're sitting at the dentist and waiting, you're in waiting mode, what does the mind do? It starts complaining. It starts describing what it can. But if you're not identified as this person being inconvenienced because you have to wait three hours, you now have an opportunity. You know what it feels like to be one with you. And when you are one with you, what, you're, what are you doing for yourself? You're allowing yourself to feel peace, bliss. You're... But you're you're allowing yourself to become more accustomed and familiar with the, the qualities, the feelings of who you really are, instead of spending time with the qualities and the feelings of your thoughts and beliefs and your feelings of that experience. You've just, you've become more familiar in the pain and expecting to have pain than you are with abundance. No one, if, if you are in pain, you don't know what abundance feels like. I'm going to tell you a short uh, story that Marie just told me this morning. And then I'm going to end it just to leave that with you because it's very powerful what she told me. That uh, she's in the United States and it's the first time we're apart in six years. But anyway, that's another story. And she was telling me about this experience of this wonderful lady. She doesn't speak English very well. I think she's Asian. But she was in meditation in front of Marie. They were meditating. And she came out of her meditation and she was in tears. 
in utter tears, but they were joyful tears. She was ecstatic. And Marie asked her, what is it, giving her a tish and whatnot? She said, the abundance, the abundance. It feels so, the abundance, she said, not even trading will ever give me that abundance. She tapped into what abundance feels like. And she cried because the body was never used to that kind of electricity, wasn't used to that high rate energy. So that's what the body does. In order to release, it cries, it releases. But she got to experience abundance. And what has that done for her now? Her cells have changed because now there's memory. It allows her to tap in at any time. The thing is that she sat in, a, in, in meditation, I don't know how long, but how long doesn't have anything to do with it. Right now, right here, you can do the same. You can tap into what and just direct your attention. I want, what is your intention? Direct intention. I want to feel what abundance actually feels like. But you must do that not from this identity because this identity of who you think to be only knows what struggle and strain and lack feels like. So begin meditating, meaning I'm just going to let go of beliefs for now, for 20 minutes, and see what that feels like. You're investigating. You, your main priority must become the way I feel is everything. You feel the feeling. You feel the feeling. You feel the feeling. I think for the first years that I started Kusula Consulting, I had a hashtag, feel the feeling, feel the feeling. That's all I could say, like an idiot, constantly saying, feel the feeling, feel the feeling, feel the feeling, with the assumption that if you just get it, because that's how it felt to me, you feel the feeling and you like that was the whole enchilada for me. Feeling the feeling, like really feeling into the feeling. Oh, it's getting dark now. Oh, it's too light. So guys, first day of the second week, please, if this is something you really want, the circumstances and the events out there will do nothing for you. All the money in the world won't do anything for you. Getting that promotion won't do anything for you. You must become familiar in being able to feel the feelings of that which you have temporarily experienced missing. So if you want to get clear of what abundance feels like, but you're getting resistance, what does that mean? That you're not focused on abundance. You're still focused on, on your belief that's keeping you rooted in lack. What is the belief? And the belief will always be about the self. The moment you get over the self, I'm not good enough. I failed at maths. I didn't achieve that. When you get over the self and you just allow yourself to go back to source, become, become more interested in noticing that you're noticing emotions than in this actual character, you will have so much more fun. It's all about experiences. It's not about your life. It's not about your linear life. There's nothing unfolding. It's either you surfing on this platform or you're surfing on this one or you're surfing on this one, you're surfing on that one. You're having different experiences. Your whole nature of reality will completely shift.
It is not you having a linear time-space reality. This was me yesterday and that will be me tomorrow and blah, blah, blah. It won't be like that because that's all the mind can see is the same painting now, 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 now. It's really, 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 really boring. No wonder everyone feels dissatisfied. It is about you having different experiences. Who am I referring to as you? As awareness, consciousness wants to experience as many experiences as possible. So as soon as you get out of the way and being so full of yourself, don't be so full of yourself. Just if you want to be full of yourself, be full of awareness coming in, be full of source coming in. That's the fullness that you really want. But get over this limited service. This is not you. This has never been you. And the more you believe this is you, that you need to survive and that you need to get approval, that you need to be validated, that you need to get five stars, all this crap is just taking your beautiful attention, your beautiful energy, your incredible, golden, blissful soul in the direction of this minuscule thing that doesn't even exist. It is useless. Stop giving this thing so much attention and get on with it. Your worthiness has never been in question. No one is never meant to validate you because who are you asking validation from? Those people that also need validation from you? They're only validating you so you can validate them back. Oh, you're so sweet. Oh, no, you're so sweet. Oh, no, you're so sweet. Oh, no, you It's back and forth. Is this what you want to do with your time? So, begin to see that the only way you're going to do this is not through the mind, is by feeling. Becoming, noticing that you can notice feelings. Look out for them as fear feels like, as bad as you think. It thinks it, it's a bad feeling, but the moment you stay with fear, who's coming to fear? Who stays with fear? You. So, you're bringing bliss through you you're allowing that love to come through and love unconditional love will hold fear because unconditional love will love the unlovable unconditional unconditional love will love the unlovable because the mind will say that's not worthy of being loved okay that's conditional love So if anyone doesn't have any questions, I'm ready to go. All righty, guys. Thank you so much for coming up live, and I will see you tomorrow. Have a wonderful rest of your day.